of talented artists, was on Revenge of the Dreamers 3, and even has his own documentary. His outlook on life and his grind is very inspiring. It's my pleasure to introduce Garen. Welcome back, everyone. Today, I'm with a very special guest, the one and only Garen. Hey, there you <laughs> go. There we go. Garen. That's so I, I I noticed on a few uh, tracks recently that it, it switches between Garen and Garen Edwards. How do you decide which one you're going to put down for like a feature? Or a- Garen Edwards was like old. Um, so if you ever see somebody have Garen Edwards that's that means it was like before 2015 oh yeah what about the um was that Justice League track old then yeah I did that in 2015 2014 oh, wow. and it just came out yeah wow so how, yeah that's just how it works you know? <laughs> that's how people be liking to do their things they just take their time more you know I ain't mad at it just that you got Garen Edwards now you got my government out there yeah, true. All right. I honestly don't know any Garens either, though. So that's. Do you know any Garens? Uh, no. I've seen them like now on Instagram and Twitter. People be like, "Yo, my name Garen," or something <laughs> like that. You know what I mean? So I'm starting to know of different Garens in the world. I'll say. Hmm. Mm. Well, what I thought was cool was um, that you have a you put out a documentary and you said it's going to be picked up by a festival. How did that come about? Um. I shot the documentary in 2017. I released it in 2019. Um, 
I submitted it to a few festivals, a lot of festivals. Like I only, I'm like five for 21. Meaning I got submitted in five and lost to 21 of them. You know, so ah, yeah, not 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 sad or nothing about it, but just this that's just the harsh reality of it. You know, you I didn't do this for the recognition of a festival or or anything like that. I just have other. Um, board of associates, I guess, that kind of gave me that tip, like, yo, put it in a festival, it's very strong, like, they might could help you get more exposure, but I just mm -hmm. did it for the people, you know what I'm saying? One day the people gonna see it, and I just want them to see something worthwhile that could be uh, still, you know, lingering for many, many years past just the moment, you know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm, for sure. So you were on Revenge of the Dreamers three. Do you get like? Did you get credit for the like on the documentary at all? Because if so, that means you're like in two documentaries. Uh, I didn't get credit in the documentary. Um, I was in the documentary. Like a couple people tagged me. Like, was that you? Paused it. It was like probably like a split second. Because <laughs> I came very late to the sessions. Hmm. So I was like, I came on like the last. I think they was there for 10 days or 14 days. I came in the last three days. That's all I remember. So however mm. many days they were there, I only came in the last three. Did you uh, did you get your own uh, picture? Like all of them got their own little portrait of themselves. Did you get any of that? Oh, yeah, yeah. I got like the invitation. <laughs> I got like the shoes. And uh, you know what I mean? I do wish that it was a lot more uh, a respect for me as an artist. You know what I'm saying? Mm. On that project that's just being 100 but uh i don't hold nothing against them i know the business so until uh i don't really have to introduce myself anymore it, you know it's, i'm always running to little obstacles like that mm. well i talked to another guy from the um sessions uh i don't know if you connect with like deontay hitchcock at all or anything but i noticed nah, that i know i've seen him for sure I, I mean we probably know by face you know what i'm saying mm-hmm there's a lot of people in there. But I did notice that they did bring on a quite a few like newer artists, which I thought was pretty interesting, you know? Right, they did. And that's what I'm saying. Overall, you got to commend that camp for even extending their doors to everybody. Um, but, you know, it was just one of them things. It, it was still like inclusive, but exclusive all at the same time. It was, it was like, a, it's like you had to just know how to like maneuver in and out of it, you know? Mm-hmm. And it's dope because uh, Seattle, where I'm from, they mm. actually had they had their own version of that. Um, like in January, mm. so the the videographer from that Chase Fade. He oh, I know Chase. Yeah, dude, he said it. He set it up exactly the same way here in Seattle. So like all the big Seattle artists did it, and um, they're gonna be coming out with that album in a, or compilation in a few months. But that Seattle is huge for Seattle, and to wow. have Chase back that all up. Yeah, Chase, he learned it from that because he was shooting boss. Hmm. Um, so I, I know Chase from shooting um, bars. I met I met Chase I think uh, at the sessions I believe. Yeah, he's been on a grind, dude, and he's from Seattle. So like he's like, there's it's weird because there's a ton of artists and creatives in Seattle, but only like not with my podcast. The whole thing is to spread some light on more of these amazing artists. But the, the artists that do get to make it out of Seattle, they, they make some amazing connections. So yeah, yeah, that's dope. That's dope mm. for Seattle. I love so, Seattle. I've been there a few times. I love it though. Have you performed there at all or? Yeah, it was all for tour. 
I've never Ooh. been there, like, just to chill. But I would really love to go to Seattle, go to, like, a high-rise hotel or or, or uh, living, shared living or something, and just, like, just embrace the city. Mm. You just go upstairs and just, you know what I mean, just enjoy the city, the view, the skyline, all that. It's crazy because uh, the Space Needle is, like, probably our biggest monument. But if you ask people, it's honestly not a lot of Seattleites have actually been there because it's so fucking expensive. You have to pay to go up, and then on top of that, you have to pay for the food. And, oh uh, yeah. So they that's they the, they know. <laughs> that's how they do the Empire State Building. Mm. Yeah, I haven't been in there. New York. Yeah. yeah, yeah New York yeah. is like, it's like the monument is going all the way up type of thing. Mm. And then, you know, what I mean, I'm sure it's stuff up there. I ain't been in there either. That's just crazy. I just know certain people's telling me like, "Yo, man, Empire State, you you just like a attraction, like charge to go in it." Like, dang, man, whatever. Yeah, I was always I was always thinking about like how much money would you have to have to like buy like a building like one of those, like the Space Needle or something? Because can it be considered a monument if there is like a restaurant inside of that? Yeah, and that's why the restaurant's in it. The thing is, that restaurant probably paying. <sighs> crazy tax just to be in that yeah. building like i mean like if if the rent for something of that you know that nature will be ten thousand i'm they i'm sure they paying maybe thirty thousand a month for rent you know what mm. I mean? Not on top of the expenses of lights all that other bills and utilities like thirty thousand like and i'm not even talking about that particularly because i think honestly if that's one of y'all most biggest attractions in seattle then they're probably paying at least like fifty k a month. I wouldn't. I wouldn't doubt it. That'd be crazy. to Have a freaking studio. But they're probably up there, charging though. like two hundred for steak. Yeah, and it's, it's it's supposedly not that good of food either. I I literally haven't been there since I was like a, like in kindergarten or some shit like that. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's a long time. Yeah, and they have um, they just remodeled it also. So like the whole floor is made out of glass now, so mm. you can see the bottom. So that's fucking oh, crazy. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. That's crazy. Yeah, that's wild. <laughs> I'll be, I'm, I'm scared of heights, but I always face them. It's weird. Mm. It's not like yeah. a fear. It's just, I'm scared. Heights, heights and spiders are my biggest thing, man. I, I can't with either. Yeah. Spiders are just some eight-legged freaks. <laughs> yeah, dude, that's the thing. Like, it's weird. Like, um, that's one of the um, human's biggest fears. Like, the more legs something has, mm-hmm. like, we're just drawn to be more scared of it. Like, imagine if an ant was the, like and even five like, feet yeah, yeah right <laughs> disgusting i hate insects dude yeah yesterday yesterday night um do you know who coyote peterson is Mm-mm. he's just he's like the new version of like the alli- alligator guy who like did all mm. those like d- documentaries and shit yeah so he um he has like 16 million followers on in- on youtube or something like that Crazy. and like one section of his channel is he just gets bit by all these different types of insects and stung. And, um, he recently did a, he recovered the murder hornets thing. Cause he got stung by that like two years ago. And he was saying how, cause it's it, the more, the murder hornets are in Washington, you know? Mm, so I heard about them. And he was, he was saying that there's actually only like one probably in Washington and they found it dead because it's all the way from Asia. So the only way to make it actually across to Washington, it would have to be on a boat or something like that. So <laughs> he, what he thinks is that it was, and it was cool because like he's a nature guy. So he understands how this all works. And he was kind of saying it was just like the media blowing it out of proportion because they were just trying to find other things. And that's not the actual name even. It's a, it's called like a, 
Asian giant wasp or something like that. But he said he on his he has like a sting chart, and he said that was like one of the top two stings he's ever received. And like he literally gets fucking he like. Yesterday I was watching this video and he had this like giant centipede. It was like fucking mm. this big, yeah. and he picked it up and like, let it bite his hand. And he was like on the ground for like an hour, and I was like, what the fuck? Yeah, like I can't imagine doing that shit. Like that's crazy. <laughs> the fucking YouTube holes you can go. He's just letting people. He's just letting insects bite them. I'm cool. I could never do that. You should watch it, dude. It's fucking crazy. I'm going to watch it. What is it called? Let me write it down right now. Yeah, look up Coyote Peterson, and then um, it'll come up with all the different videos he's done. He has a ton of fucking videos. And um, he was actually on... Have you watched Hot Ones? The... the the Where they eat, like, spicy chicken wings and shit like that? Mm. Idris Elba and, like... Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. He, he was recently on... He was on that, like, a year or two ago, so I just watched that this morning, because, like... Sometimes I get in like on a binge of like certain like artists or fucking actors right, or anything right, like that. Right, right, right. Yeah, <laughs> I feel that. That's dope. Yeah, Coyote Peterson. I gotta, I gotta look that up. I, I'll be interested in nature. I love animals. I hate insects, but I love animals. I'll be interested in a lot of like nature. I watch Discovery Channel, uh, Animal Channel. You know, I'll be just trying to learn. Like when I go on Netflix, I don't watch like movies more. So I watch documentaries. You know, I'm always trying to like just gather information. You know what I mean? Just I don't know. I'm a learner. I'm a student at heart. Yeah, mm-hmm. for sure, man. I I'm a I'm a city guy, but I, I I recently moved up to the woods, and it's fucking a total different environment. There's like an alpaca farm down the street from my house. Oh, There's all these horse ranches, and right, like my right. back my backyard is like full of trails and stuff. And oh, crazy. And but I uh, cause I I grew up like 15 minutes away from Seattle, and now I uh, I commute like 40 minutes just to get to Seattle, cause that's where my radio station is and my studio mm-hmm. and everything. Dang. But it's crazy because everything's closed down right now. So I've just been doing all these remote podcasts. But that's dope, that's though, man. That's awesome. I mean, uh, now I know from this day forward, every time I'm going to Seattle, we just got to set up an interview and just always be able to, you know, yes, man. Mark, mark the, uh, you know, maybe ten years from now, be like, damn, we did ten interviews. You know what I mean? And it was like, look at what happened. Look what you were saying here in 2020 compared to. What you saying in 2030 you know what i'm saying mm. yeah for sure man I'm, I'm all about connecting with people making long-lasting connections like no matter how big or small that the person is like uh like even with your cousin like i thought that was dope and then yeah. i was like what it was crazy because i was looking at his instagram and i was like that's the first time i've seen an art like a guy credit someone who's actually like in the music industry taking a picture of them because like he credited you for taking a picture of him with like oh, yeah, dj the shot yeah, yeah, yeah. kid and all that shit yep and i uh <laughs> I brought him on uh, along to that session. Um, uh, he helped uh, write this song with me and BJ, and um, it was just dope. You know, I, I I was just lately I've been on a very super crazy run of just collaborating with a lot of different people, producers, artists. So I'm about to go on like a 30 week run of just releasing music, mm. for like for the next 30 weeks. Um, starting in a few weeks. I'm literally waiting on the mixes now. It's probably information I shouldn't disclose, but I, I just be so open, you know what I'm saying? I just yeah. be like, whatever, like. But they, I'm waiting on the mixes now. I got like, mm, when is this interview gonna come out, you think? Yeah, dude, for real. Like, I'm, 
I'm on top of editing, so we'll probably release this by tomorrow, honestly. Dang, okay. Yeah, I can't say what I'm going to say then. But I got yeah, a man. lot of big features coming, man. Dude, yeah. That's dope. And I um, I saw that you, you made a song, like, it was a, I think it was, a, it was either this year or last year, I think, that you, you made that one song with Eric and um, Ye Ali on the... Oh, yeah, his Cuffin' Season uh, remix, yeah. Yeah. That was, on, that was last year, yeah, right before we went on tour. Mm-hmm. And now that's what that's the thing. I have a, it's interesting because I see like I, I see you put on all this work and stuff, and I see a lot of like up and coming artists putting in work, and like even when it comes to and that's one thing that I've learned with podcasts too. Like some people when they they are pretty um, they think it's gonna take one person that's gonna bring them to the spotlight and like blow them up, whether it's a podcast, whether it's a feature or anything like that. Right. So what what are your opinions on all that? You know, because it takes it doesn't isn't just like. Yeah, you can get that Drake feature, but even just a Drake feature doesn't mean you're going to be the yeah, top billboard. No, you won't. Literally, you won't. Um, I learned that many years ago. Um, don't mind my homeboy in the back. But, um, <laughs> uh, I learned that many years ago. Uh, it takes very small, simple successors or success to really get to that point and I'm realizing that like you know what I'm saying like okay like these little movies like these uh documentary um excuse me festivals Mm -hmm. it's like they look good they're not really serving me like financially or exposure wise for that matter too I mean these are companies like it's all a hustle, you know what I'm saying? You you gotta pay to enter into this movie thing, then you gotta pay to get there when they do accept you, then you gotta pay for your own stay. And then, you know, I went to the Los Angeles Film Festival, LA Movie Awards, and it's like in this little like, all right, like y'all rented this space and like it like I don't know how to explain it without making somebody sound worse than and not even worse, because it is what it is. Um, it's an investment. That's what it is. Right. And I just think you have to just count your blessings when it comes to all these little different things. Because, like, right now, what I'm realizing, and I don't even think this is really out there in the real world of the industry real world, because we got a real world of reality. Then you got the industry that you're playing in. That's a mm-hmm. real world as well. Within this industry, I don't think people highlight enough how much to look is so important you know what i'm saying and i think that like with this film industry it's more of a look mm. with this uh documentary it's like oh you're getting these looks and people are seeing that you're getting these looks and that's what really matters because when you go into these places and you go into these festivals it's not really like what you would think like oh we in a festival like the word festival in itself make you think of something like grand, huge grand. yeah like yeah. it just make but it don't really be that. Mm. The festival is that the is the fact that it's a bunch of movie and indie um, companies out here picking up films for other people to watch and potentially pick up and take to the next level. Mm-hmm. Even in music, because I just live life naturally. You know what I'm saying? I don't I don't make music. I talk about my life while I'm 
doing what I love to do, which happens to be considered music. You know what I'm saying? It's not like I'm like, yo, I want to do music. You know what I'm saying? I didn't. So the small things count into getting to where you are. You know, a lot of people think I'm successful or whatever they think. And I just be like, man, you know, I feel a different way about myself because I'm actually living and I'm actually myself. So just because I present to you on Instagram or Twitter or whatever outlet you see it on YouTube or this interview, like oh, I got it together. I don't, you know what I'm saying? I'm not, I'm not as successful as you think. And I'm not as not successful as you don't think. If yes. that makes any sense, you know what I'm saying? I'm just existing. And I think if people start grasp, grasping the, the concept that success is literally like, you know what I mean? Like, like a maze like you remember that little thing as a kid it was like a little pinball and it was like yes <laughs> that's success bro yeah dude and i am um, i agree with that 100 percent. i i like to call those people not in this industry like the world the real world outside of the industry i call them the the normies because like anything that you do like maybe meeting drake even people would be like oh shit you made it but you're like yeah, I I got to meet him, but that doesn't mean. Yeah, I met him. I didn't make it. I met him. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> like it, it comes with anything. Like having a special feature. Yeah, you made that connection, and you want to continue to build that connection. Like I I interviewed CeeLo Green a few weeks ago. That doesn't mean I've made it. You know, it's it's something you continue to add to your resume. Right. I got my cousin Brody calling right now. He's a he's a a seven time Grammy Award winner. He produced Twenty Four Karat Magic. That's what I like. Uh, you want him to um get on real quick. Dude, yeah, you guys can both be on. <laughs> uh, hey, Brody. What's up? I'm on this uh, interview podcast with my man. I uh, gave him a little background about you. You should just say what's up to the people right now. They can hear you. <laughs> what's up, y'all? Peace <laughs> blessings. All right. Don't worry about nothing. This is all going to be over. All right. <laughs> <laughs> he said, this is all going to be over. Hey, what's up, though, bro? Uh, call, me, call me back when you're done. All right, got you. My bad. That's my that's my cousin. He literally put me in the industry. Um, yeah, dude. I, I've I've seen how like with all your interviews, like you definitely highlight Brody, and I, that's so amazing. Like I feel yeah. like even with smooth with anyone, like all your family members, you made sure they were in your documentary. I feel I can tell that like family is like really important to you. Oh yeah, hundred percent. Family's everything to me. Um, mm. Music is is me. Family is me. You know these things are like inevitable. It's almost mm. like I didn't ask for this. You know what I mean? I just woke up to knowledge because I was born, of course, so I was already woke. But when I woke up to knowledge and what it meant and what things mean, so that's probably around twelve for most men. For women, it might be earlier because you know they kind of grow a little faster. <laughs> So at nine, a girl might be thinking about how she just want a family in life and just want to love her family. Like literally that a girl might think that at nine years old, man, we like, yo, where's my toy? You know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> so at about around 12, around 11, 12, that's when I'll start saying, man, I don't want to gangbang, man. I want to be a good father for my kid. If I have a kid, you know, when I, when I have a kid, I want to, Everything that I wasn't shown, I wanted. Mm. Like the 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 music, the, the the financial relief that it brings, you know, wasn't the target, but it, it was I was aware, you know, I started thinking like, okay, gospel music make this many zeros, you know, 
secular music make this many zeros. You know what I'm saying? Like, it's not about the money, but you still have to consider all of that stuff. And then I don't even, you know what I mean? I don't even look at it that way. I, I just want to do the good work. Like, mm-hmm. I, I don't I don't want the money. I, I, I want the money to, to give it. Mm-hmm. And not really to give money, because I don't really believe in giving money, bro. I really believe setting setting people up to get their own money. Did you, did you hear what happened to Six Nine the other day, dude? He what fucking, he, I forget, it was some starving children of something um, charity fund, and he gave two hundred thousand dollars to them, and they denied him. <laughs> They're like, "Sorry, you don't meet, your, you don't match our value system." <laughs> wow. Dude, it's over for that man. He might make, he might be making some headlines right now because he just got out and made some songs. But he's either he's either going to be shunned by the industry and not going to be able to make music the way he wants, or he's it's over either way for him. It's a double edged sword for him, I think. A thousand percent correct because <laughs> people don't got time no more. You come with trouble. You come yeah. with the government. You come with trouble. You you literally like everything that everyone hates. Yeah. Not in a bad way, but like the 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 niggas don't want to rock with you. The the government don't really care about you. You know what I'm saying? The 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 the, the white people think you look goofy. <laughs> you know what I mean? Sure, man. He got support overseas, but it's probably only online. Mm-hmm. I don't know if overseas is willing to take the risk to put him on stage at a festival. Yeah, I don't know if sure. they're there. You know I'm saying so. I mean, up. Uh, you know what I mean. I can't even wish him. You know the best. I can't, <laughs> I can't even wish him the best. Literally, mm. it sucks. Yeah. I got too many codes in front of my my words that would that would you know prevent me from giving him any mm. type of good energy. So, being raised in the church, what's the What's the difference between being a, a a a gospel artist and an artist that's God fearing? Um, I'm God fearing, not a gospel artist. So, the difference between God fearing and gospel artist, it's not really a big difference between the words they decide to use in their music. Maybe somewhat of the melody because uh, gospel music is more of worship music. Um. So it's a lot of elongated notes and a lot of symbols and a lot of loud, um, euphoric type of um, stimulating music, if that makes sense. Because it's it's all about getting in the zone and worshiping God. Um, God God-fearing artists simply just understands that I'm not on the right side of fence according to the Bible, you know what I'm saying? But I'm very aware of who God is, what he wants from me, and what he requires of, the, uh, of me to do on this earth, even though I have my own way of thinking because I'm a human. You know, I can't be perfectly aligned with God. Nobody can you know, we can only try and aspire to be, but we still never be the only perfect human that ever walked this earth was Jesus Christ, which is a form of God himself. Um, so 
I just think the really big difference is the word, the choice of words you use. But see, I'm 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 tricky. Like, I'm gonna get married whenever I get married, and I'm still gonna be talking about sex and all these different things because now I'm talking about my wife. So, yeah, I mean, maybe I'm talking about my girl right now, and I know according to the Bible, it's a sin to have sex before marriage. I respect it 100. percent but I can't wait till I'm 100% right. Now it's like, now what do you have to say? I'm <laughs> talking about my my wife, you know what I'm saying? Right. So, I mm-hmm. mean, I think it's really up to the viewer. You know how mm-hmm. before you watch a movie or show, viewer discretion is advised. It's one of those, like, it's really yeah. up to you. What do you think? You think I'm a sinner? You think I'm a whatever? Like, that's on you, you know what I mean? I, I ain't tripping off everybody's opinion, how they look at it. I'm just going to kind of, like, continue to live my purpose and do good to people Mm. that's god's work what are your what are your opinions on uh people kind of saying that this whole of course it's a blown out of proportion view on things but what are your opinion on people thinking that this is the end of days and you know like the plague and everything i mean the bible always says we in the end of times i don't want to be too spiritual but i really grew up like super spiritual my Mm -hmm. mom is very adamant about the word every day my mom sends us scriptures like every day my family we all grown we all grown sister married we grown it's hell Mm -hmm. or it's heaven but we grown (laughs) and the point is she sent us scriptures every day i mean every other day i don't know it's very often it's very consistent and you know, I could never not connect this life I live with the spiritual beings. You know what I mean, mm-hmm. it's, it's a lot of spirits in the world. Some good, some bad. But you know what I'm saying? You you can you can pretend that uh, what is it called? The Big Bang Theory was was really what happened. But nah, ain't, ain't no two rocks just running to each other and created a heart and a brain. And, you know what I'm saying? That's that's deep created a new world and nah I'm cool hmm. are you pretty optimistic about this whole quarantine going away then and this virus or a thousand percent is gonna go away a thousand percent it's God hmm. I mean he's in control it's gonna go away I can tell you this God ain't gonna warn you when he coming he ain't about to be like yeah we're getting close <laughs> it don't work like that so if everybody thinking this is the warning, like he don't do no warnings. Hmm. So, I mean, everything could have been great. Kobe could still be alive. Nipsey Hussle could still be alive. The world's turning. Gangbangers give along. Basketball is flourishing. The Lakers win a championship. The Rams win a championship. Everything could go perfectly. You probably think the Seattle Seahawks will win a championship and the <laughs> Seattle Supersonics will win a championship, but I'm talking about Los Angeles. <laughs> yeah. So... <laughs> Whatever your perfect world is, that's your perfect world, though. You know what I'm saying? And then, mm. boom, that's the end days. You know what I'm saying? Mm. God don't work on our understanding. You know what I'm saying? So I'm not worried about the uh, fearful people who are, like, just scared, literally who just scared because, oh, my gosh, it's a plague, <laughs> pandemic. Ugh. I'm cool. I don't panic like that. I didn't go, I didn't rush to the store to get no tissue. I didn't rush to the store to get anything. 
I just went right. to the store when I needed to go to the store. Mm. And I just went to the beach if I wanted to go to the beach. If I went to the park if I wanted to go to the park. Oh, we can't go to the restaurants and stuff. All right, cool. Well, I'm going to start cooking at the house. Mm. I'm going to start getting meals prepared for me. Whatever the case is, I'm... I'm not moving on everybody else's time because I, that's what I'm saying. Like my mom prepared me for the real spiritual warfare. Uh, I stepped out of that realm of how she prepared me, but I'm not, you know what I'm saying? It's scriptures that talk about not panicking when antichrist and pandemics and so I don't know, man. I'm I'm like I'm not caught up in this, bro. I'm I'm literally chilling every day. Right. <laughs> That's all. So if something good happens to you, do you say um thank you, Jesus. God? Yeah. Or do, or do you think it's the God, universe? No, no, no. The universe is God. So hmm. sometimes I use the word universe, but I never thank the universe. Never. I thank God. Hmm. The universe is thanked because I grind every day. That's how I thank the universe. The universe is thanked because I do good for people. I just seen somebody on the corner before I did this interview. He, he he asked me for some money. I said, do you want something to eat? Do you want something to drink? He got him a little sandwich. That's me thanking the universe. Right. Um, thanking God. That's for the blessings. I mean, and I'm thanking God, too, because it's like, thank you for allowing me to have this. Mm, the funds to even be able to, you know what I mean? It's, it's deep, bro. I mean, I thank God in so many different ways. And he knows because God judged a man of a heart. I mean, he judged the heart of a man. You know what I mean? So that's a very strong quote. You know what I mean? Like, that means he's seeing your intentions. You know what I'm saying? And you got to understand being a human, your intentions don't always come out through your actions. Sometimes you might be intending one thing and your actions are saying the complete opposite on accident though, not even on purpose, like on accident, like, dang, I didn't mean to hurt your feelings, but you feel like I just meant to hurt your feelings. Like, you know what I'm saying? So God is, is, is just, you know what I'm saying? Short for justice, meaning he is fair. He knows, sure. you know what I mean? He knows, he knows what you mean. Just like if you try to pretend like you really care about somebody and you don't, he knows what you mean. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. So if God knows what you mean, does it, does it matter if you're politi politically correct at all? Or how does what are your opinions on being politically correct? What's politi politically correct? Because the only politics I care about is with other people, not the government. Mm, right. So what, <laughs> what do you mean by... Because when I politic, I'm politicking with my mans to get or open a new studio when i'm politicking i'm politicking with this new artist who i would really love to work with and i need to just build a solid relationship with him first so i can actually get to the point of being a worker that's politicking mm -hmm. to me or if i'm politicking right. like somebody saying this or doing this how are we going to attack you know you know what i mean that's politicking to me are you i know, know what, are you, you, what you saying Go ahead. Do you like? Do you worry about like using specific words or anything like that? No. <laughs> I understand what people mean when they say like politicking, because politicking is very uh, general. If you you know if you really just think about it, like you politicking, 
when you use it in that context, it's kind of like, what are you, like, how are you, you know what I mean, using that word? Like, is it, that's a very interchangeable word to me, politics. Mm. Yeah, that's true. I never thought about that. There are, there's tons of words that I use too that are probably too general too, but yeah, I get that. It's not, it's not even saying that it's too general. I just think you can literally be talking about the literal, like, politics, like, democracy you know I mean? anarchy that all that you know what I mean mm-hmm. that's why I'm like what do you mean by the, the politic thing like because I'm thinking politic like not politic with Brody you know what I mean um, you know what I mean um, yeah I don't know it's just it's just different I don't know it's different politic is a very 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 general word right now mm-hmm, for sure especially in LA I'll tell you that in LA Politicking is a very general word, and it means a lot of different things. Like you politicking with the enemy, like, like what does that mean? But it <laughs> makes sense. You know what I'm saying? It makes so much sense. Like you politicking with the enemy, like it makes sense. Like what does that mean? Like I mean, you, like, I don't know. It's it's funny, bro. It's funny. In LA, politicking is a very deeper rooted word. <laughs> Has um has anyone told you that you you look like J Rock? No, maybe with a beard mustache. You want to know what I get? And I hmm. I won't say I hate it. I just get it a lot. It's Chris Brown, bro. Ah, <laughs> you look like a dark skinned Chris Brown. I get that a lot, a lot, bro. It's like it's almost it's almost like like I can't control it type thing. Can you Don't dance? get me wrong. I'm, no, I can't. Don't get me wrong. I'm like, um, you know, quarantine, no haircut, all that stuff. But I think when I get like dressed up and like really, you know, like be the artist mode, I think people just, you know, maybe our mannerisms or I don't know what it is that that give them that vibe. But uh, shout out to Chris Brown. <laughs> Yeah, my, my overall goal, and I think, uh, I think, I always want to get to that, like, that level where people are saying, um, people look like me, you know, versus like you look like mm-hmm. that person. Exactly. I think that's always a certain level. That's. Mm-hmm. Um, I always. It's weird because I'm selfish. Because you have to be. I'm really not selfish. Like, I really want to get to a place where people are, like, idolizing me. Yeah. Only because I want them to not feel like they have to idolize me. It's weird. Hmm. It's really weird. It's like, I only want you to feel how real this is. Like, I want to get to the top to show people that you don't have to act like you're at the top when you're at the top. I mean, everybody. Like the, you want to be like a people's champ? A people's champ, thousand percent. There we go. Thousand percent, bro. I want to be a people's champ. I'm the people's champ. I'm not the industry's champ. I'm not the devil's champ. I'm not none of this worldly thing. I'm I'm the people's champ who need that encouragement, who need that like humility, who need those different values to be like, wow. even though I might be broken, he might be rich. 
I don't feel that gap. You know what I'm saying? I feel like that's my brother or that's my nephew or that's my, you know what I mean? Whatever you feel, like that's, you feel that connected to me. And that's where the selfishness come in because I have to get to a place where people are literally looking up to only realize they don't have to. It's weird. It's like people, you got to trick them, man. They, they, they don't get it. So being able to live in LA and then also living in New York, do you think those experiences have opened your up, your mind up towards the industry and like you given you a different mindset when you connect with people and see things differently versus if you just stayed in your LA your whole life or New York your whole life or anywhere else? Yeah. Those are two huge music hotspots. Right. And I traveled the world a lot, so I had a lot of diversity and understanding of how people think, receive, adjust, react. Um, so I think being in New York just kind of gave me more of a perspective on the hustle as a person in general. Like, it wasn't even about the music industry or the music or anything of that nature. It was more like personally how how good of a hustler are you like literally that's what it came down to like excuse me but um dang excuse me this is a pinot grigio sorry probably a little a little pinot grigio for the win (laughs) but um yeah man i just think um i always said it would be so beneficial if everybody from LA could live in New York and everybody in New York can live in LA for six months. It'll open your eyes. What, I, what, I've, what I've observed being in LA and New York is that New York is way faster than LA. And they know how to get it in a lot of many different ways. LA is when you get it, you got it. You can't fall back. You can, obviously. Anything can happen, but if you get it in LA, you got it. You 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 because it's so established that you almost get confused on like even a hood looks beautiful in LA. It's crazy, like Niggas who will kill you got palm trees in their front yard. <laughs> <laughs> That's real though. You know what I mean? So you, you you never know where you leverage and level out in LA. Hmm. And because of that, you could drown very faster than you actually comprehend. Meaning you would say you got 30,000 in the bank, but LA is such a drug that that 30 next month might be 10, literally. And you might not know how you just spent $20,000 in LA. Damn. That's just what it does to you. It's the culture. Right. And it's very gradual, but it's very exponential at the same time. It's like, it's weird, bro. I don't know how to explain it. And then when I go to New York, it's almost like it's fast money. So it's like you never really have a position in New York. You kind of just always trying to chase the next position. Because mm. money goes faster in New York. So imagine the money I'm telling you that goes in LA. It's like triple, fi- triple 15 times in New York. You know what I mean? 
So people in LA move slower to get the bigger bag and people in New York move faster to make their bag bigger. If mm. that made any sense. Yeah, for sure. LA, when you get the bag, it's big as hell because you took your time. You got palm trees, you got good weather, you got good beaches, you you gradual, you like just you you waving. New York, it's like then you throw something in the bag. <clears throat> spin, 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 accumulate, accumulate, spin, spin, throw some more in the bag. You look up 10 years, are you ready to go? You set, I can go buy me a house. LA, you might just be accumulate, 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 accumulate. Five years later, you got a big ass house. And everybody wondering, but you broke though, maybe. But you got a big mm-hmm. house. So now you look like you rich, but you really not. Yeah. And a New York nigga got more loot than you, but you got more assets than you. It's just, bro, it's yeah. just so like, it's hand in hand. It's like, that's why if everybody just switched for like six months, it'll be a culture shock. I was cold, yeah. I was in shock, bro, but I got with it. One day I woke up, I looked out the window, I, I, was, I was feeling down. And this, what's crazy is the one day was like four days after I got there. <laughs> It wasn't like, oh, I was just out there feeling lost. Like, I was lost for three days. I looked out the window. I seen this dude riding a bike for Domino's. I'm like, I'm about to deliver food, man. I, had, I worked for this company called DoorDash, which was now worldwide. It wasn't like that at first. Yeah, I was one of the first workers. I didn't did, like, over a 1,000 deliveries, bro. You know what I'm saying? I'm, huh. I'm a real DoorDasher. Like, I had a sweater and all that. And I was on a bike, bro, in New York. I was living, I was delivering to the World Trade Center. I was delivering everywhere, bro. I was crossing the the, uh, the Manhattan Bridge, the Brooklyn Bridge, bro, to deliver food. I was delivering Brooklyn. I was everywhere. I was, and I did that for two reasons. Like, man, I'm gonna learn this city, and I'm gonna make some money, and I'm not gonna fall. I'm not gonna be the LA nigga in New York. I'm about to be a New York nigga. Yes. <laughs> and that's how I approached it. And now I know how to move in New York. Well, it could have changed, you know what I'm saying? It's New York. That ain't my home. So I don't I ain't gonna just actually approach it that way. But I have an idea of how to move. I know I know I know where I be. I stay by you know, in the Wagner project. Like I like I know where I was at. I was on one eighteenth and second half. It was turf wars going on between these project Wagner Park uh, projects, I believe they called Wagner. And um, I forgot, but Ace, A Boogie came out because this little 16 year old nigga got shot when I was living out there. And that's when he came out, nigga, this is what that jungle do. And it was like, it was like, that was all like a New York thing. I was a part of it. I was a part of the second biggest snowstorm in New York. You know what I'm saying? I got a little Damn. bit of culture, you know what I mean? The snow was like to my like waist. Shit. Yeah. Like I was everybody was looking at me crazy. I'm that was my first time I ever seen snow. I'm making angels and <laughs> having a snowball fight with my brother. I moved out there with my brother Jermaine, who's also an artist. Probably should interview him next. But um Yeah, man. We'll hook that up for sure. Yeah. But uh yeah, man. I'm I you know, I'm aware of how 
the difference between both and how they both could equally help. I know that was a big tangent, but you know what I'm saying? No, that's needed. I think that's really important for people to hear, you know? Thanks. So what do you think makes you stand out as an artist? Because they're like LA, you know, there's thousands of artists, probably millions of artists, right. whether they're known or not. So what, do you, what have you done to stand out? Because at the end of the day, there are tons of people making connections just like you. But what do you think gives you that edge? Mm, my loyalty. And it's not even to the people, it's to the soil, meaning the morals, what I mean, my intentions, I'm loyal to all of that, you know what I mean? I don't come in there trying to be the toughest guy in the room. I don't come in there pretending to be the happiest, nicest guy in the room. I just be me, you know what I'm saying? And I think people gravitate to that. I got friends from enemy hoods, you know what I mean? And if you're not aware, whoever's watching or listening, you know, LA is super crazy when it comes to gangs and street violence and criminal activity. Strictly off colors or your region. You know what I mean? Mm. And I get respect from both sides, from all sides. It's, it's more than just two. But I get respect from all sides. Um, and it's not because I put in work or I did this or it's because I respect them. I respect myself. I love myself and I show them love. And you know, that's reciprocated to the point where they feel willing to help me push my talent past LA and put it on the map. And even people who are not from the streets like Eric Bellinger's and BJ Chicago kid. I know he's from Chicago, but he's really from LA too. Like he's been in LA. Mm -hmm. I've been knowing BJ for like 10 years. He's been in LA since I've known him. Yeah. So to me, he's from LA. But um, you know what I mean? Even Derez Deshaun just, I had, a, I had a conversation with him and he was telling me like, I really just appreciate that you not trying to be nothing but yourself. Like, you like, nigga, I ain't, I'm from the streets, but I don't rock with it like that. And I'm, I, I've been around this, but it ain't me. You know what I mean? Like, he see that and he respected it. And that's why he wanted to connect with me. And mm -hmm. most people around me want to connect with me for that same reason. I'm talking about the, the most killers of killers are not even the same when they're around me just because you could tell you could feel my energy you could you can feel my intentions and you know i think that respect just travels volumes across anyone i touch or come across just, sure. it, it just show it they gauge who i am like everybody lets their guard down when they're around me i'll tell you that female male alien simpson <laughs> everybody let their guard around me. they do they mm -hmm. guard down yeah, around. Yeah, and being genuine is the most important thing in life, you know. Hundred percent. I'm always genuine. I'm always trying to, um, you know, be real with people. And I think it's very important. They, they, sure. they, 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 they gravitate to it. So, Garen, what is some advice that you have for up and coming artists, creators, influencers? Uh, my advice is be patient. 
I've been, I produced and wrote my first song and submitted it through BMI. Yep. Submitted it to BMI uh, at eight years old. I'm 26. So be, so be patient. For sure. I mean, I'm 20 years into the game. That's just when I submitted it. That's not when I started. So if I submitted it, that means I've been playing. I've been making music. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> so That's be crazy. patient. I'm, I'm over 20 years into the game, and I'm only 26. If I could give you a, a hard core cut, I am about 23 years into the game. I'm gonna let y'all meet somebody too. Uh, my homeboy Damien. I'm using his uh, office space to do this. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, as you can see, I got a green screen and lights and stuff. He he's a director, a film director. So, so I'm always around uh, the right people. Hey man, what's up, my good people? How y'all doing today? Dude, we could we could definitely set up an interview with you too in the, yeah, in the yeah. future. Like gonna, a, yeah, we'll set it up. I'll, 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 I'll get the, I'll connect sure. the email. Cool. Yeah, but, well, um, man, I. What you was gonna say? I was just gonna say, man. I was just gonna wrap it up. So, anything you gotta say, for real? Just. Uh, I would just say, man. Take care of you first. Mental health is serious. Mm -hmm. Um, when you in this when you in this industry, take care of yourself. Um, and not even in just this industry. If you're a trash man, if you a manager at uh, shoe palace or. You work at Nike as an employee on on the first floor of the headquarters. No matter how low high you feel or believe you are, like take care of your mental health, take care of yourself, and put yourself first and love yourself. You know, just be aware enough to love yourself. You know, what I mean, make yourself normal, and just you know, put your best foot forward and and let God lead you to the places you desire to be. That's it. If I could tell somebody, just play that over, maybe rewind it, let it play, boom. And you, you, you'll realize what I just said means perfect sense. For sure. So, you know what I mean? Just scared. I just want people to realize the reality of this stuff, man. Every, everything in the world make you forget the reality, bro, sometimes. Not even sometimes, mm -hmm. a lot of times. Yeah, I feel that. Well, mm -hmm. what is the what is the easiest way to reach you? Uh, Instagram G A R R E N Garen. That's it. Um, Twitter Garen Official. So G A R R E N Official. Mm. Yeah, that's you hit me up on one of them. I'm always responding to everybody, so it's not a big deal. Dope. Well, this is the NAS podcast with Garen. <laughs> <laughs> There we go, man. <laughs> <laughs> All right, my boy. I appreciate it.